All right, you want to get the show on the road? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 288 albums in his Pike series, and we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. Friends and bucket heads. This is episode 33 of Getting Head, a bucket cast. We're deep in the dirty 30s now. Or deep, we're, we're, deep, we're into the established. That's dirty my 30s. age. I know. Uh, as, as of the time of recording this, I just turned that last mm. month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my 30s so far have been filthy. Filthy. Yeah, my, yeah. My, 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 my 30s have been. I mean, one year has been just entirely dominated by this goddamn pandemic, but oh yeah, yeah. the rest the rest of my thirties have been absolutely uh, sorted. Is the <laughs> word that I would use? Uh, it's also the word I would use to describe your thirties. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Hell yeah, Britt, What's new? What's uh, what's hanging? What's going on? I don't know. Hanging out, smanging out, getting a lot back into like being active now that the weather's nice. Oh, yeah. It makes me realize I should really just live in a place where it's like usually nice so I can be a lot more active because my activity is heavily tied to like how fucking cold that it is outside. Mm, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, cold. I've also been spending a lot of time outside. It's good. It's good. It's good going mm. on walks, you know. Yeah, I went on a hike, hiked nice. up a mountain. Hell yeah. Sore for a couple of days after that. Yeah, I, I hadn't done a super hard mountain hike, and I just propelled myself in the lake. Super hard mountain hike, twenty five percent grade all the way. This a is a super steep mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As uh, Jack Black once said, uh, "You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore." <laughs> cool, Jack Black quotes. Very of the time. Yeah, you know, you know what's funny? Uh, the Wonder Boy came on at work the other day. Interesting and, song to come on. Yeah, I mean, well, not over like the main speakers. It was like we were listening to music in the back, and somebody's music was playing, and that was a song that was uh, uh, chosen for us by the algorithm. And uh, I still like that song. It's um, a fun song. It's a fun song. I remember the first time I heard that song, and I was very young. When I first heard that song, like that song came out a long time ago. I think it came out like 2001 or something like that. Like it was a long ass yeah, time yeah. ago. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was pretty young. I was probably like 14 when that song came out. So 2001, 2002 maybe. Yeah, something like that. Uh, it's been a long time. That song's been around there for a long time. It's weird to me that that song was like a hit single. Like I remember hearing mm-hmm. that song on the radio and yeah. it got a lot of radio play. For the time, which well, was it was on a major label, wild. so they were trying to push it pretty hard. Totally, and I still think that it's like a fun song and and a fun single, but mm-hmm. I just like can't imagine anything like that receiving any kind of top forty attention in twenty twenty one. Like, I right. just can't imagine that. It's crazy that that happened. Very strange. 
very strange. Top thing, forty yeah. was a very different thing back then, you know. Like there, really were, there were there were there were people playing guitars in the top forty. That you was know? interesting. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know. I don't think that's a thing anymore, really. But you know, maybe it is. I don't know. When there's some guitar playing in like electronic music and stuff and rap. Pretty rarely, like for the top 40 stuff, at least the, the top 40 stuff that I've heard. Every once in a while, I will hear a guitar and I'll be like, whoa, a guitar, wow. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. And then like Taylor Swift always has guitar in her stuff. I don't know if I've ever listened to Taylor Swift. She plays guitar. Okay. That's cool. It's cool when people play guitar. Doesn't, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Justin Bieber. That's who I was thinking of. Justin Bieber plays like six instruments or something. Oh, cool. I don't, I don't, I have never heard one of his songs before. So I like, I have no idea what his music is. You like. probably, you probably have. He's just a ubiquitous guy singer on every like EDM single in the past like 15 years. Huh. Maybe yeah. 10. I mean, like, I, I'm sure I probably have heard his music, but I've never consciously listened to his music. So I have no idea. Like, if somebody w- were to ask me, like, what does Justin Bieber sound like? I would say, uh, like, like Hanson, but I, EDM? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's my best guess. Not necessarily, no. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, he looks like he should be in 311 now, though. Like, I've seen recent photos of him. Yeah, he has, like, uh, white boy dreads now, which is pretty fun. Yeah, that's Super. a word for it. <laughs> yeah, fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean... I think I would listen to him if he was in 311. I think that would be pretty cool. That would be a real weird turnaround for 311 for them to just hire a new pop singer into their act. Yeah. Mhm. If uh if they do another 311 cruise are we going to go? <laughs> I don't see how we couldn't. Man. Oh, wow. What a what a life! What a society yeah. we live in. How's it? How's your life and society going, Spencer? What's oh, no, not so bad. Not so bad. I um, I spent like quite a few days like hanging out at my house playing video games, which was great. Like I just like laid on a bed and played video games for many many hours, and it was great. It was really fun. I'm kind of over the hump of that. I've been doing different things now. Been like walking around. That's new. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. Yeah, pretty good. I drove uh, a really long way today to get some food. Um, yeah. What food and how, how long do you consider a long ways away? I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. Like, that's a pretty long ways to drive to get food. That's, that's longish, yeah. So, yeah. like, a really good vegan restaurant somewhere. Well, 30 minutes okay. Away. I was going to save this for recommendations, but it's okay. We'll talk about it now. Um, okay. So, Egyptian food. So good. Mm, Egyptian um, food. There's... There was an Egyptian place in uh, Linwood, Washington that I used to go to a lot named King Tut. And I was going to drive up there today, even though that place is pretty far from me, because I really like something that they make called koshery, which is like Egyptian street food. It's like it's like macaroni noodles mixed with like seasoned rice and lentils and like a I've tomato sauce. I've heard of this. With like, with like crispy onions on top of it. It's incredible. Okay. It's I've so good. I've heard of this. Yeah. I, I, I've seen this on the YouTube thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's an incredibly simple meal, but it's mm-hmm. so delicious. Like just the, the selection of spices, the crispy onions, like all of it. It's amazing. Yeah. And um, uh, so I, w- I was going to go there today, but I looked him up before I drove up there smartly, I should say, because it turns out that place is closed now. 
So then I spent like an hour on my phone looking for another place that sells koshery because I was like, fuck, I really wanted the koshery today. I don't want to make wow. it. <laughs> so I got to find a place that has this. Turns out there's a place by you, actually, in Kirkland, um, 116th Street. It's by uh, Totem Lake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, like, I drove up there and got some of this food, and it's pretty darn good. What what what's the place called? Hibiscus Cafe. What's it? Hibiscus Cafe. Hibiscus. Uh, H I. Oh. Wait, that one is really close, isn't it? H I B. Yeah, you spelled hibiscus wrong. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, this place right here. Um. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know about where this is. Totally. Um, I highly recommend it. Like they were really, really good. Um, if you order stuff from them, though, order it from their website because mm-hmm. it's cheaper on their website. They told me that oh, yeah. when I went to go pick up food. Uh, but like mm-hmm. I ordered through Grubhub, so it was more expensive. But anyways, yeah, they have really good food. The koshery is amazing. Uh, next time we hang out in Kirkland, we should go get some of their food. It's good as fuck. I also got the um uh the potatoes. They make like special potatoes. They're oh the vegan potato. Thing hell yeah, it's really really oh, good. Looks the koshery dude, the koshery bro. Ooh, uh, what's it? What's Egyptian falafels? Oh, made with fava. Oh shit, yeah, yeah, dude. And, I want to get like a bunch sesame of sesame on food. the outside. That looks sick as hell, dude. Yeah, it's good oh, as fuck. Oh look at this bone. Oh, this lamb shank. Mmm. Mm. Oh, I got the potatoes taijin. That yeah, that shit's really good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But anyways, yeah, good as fuck food. It's awesome. Highly recommended. Scoops. Okay. Um, Neat. Neat as hell, yeah. Hell yeah. Would recommend. Cool. Um, Anyways, yeah, yeah. So I did that, and uh, what else have I been doing? I don't know. Goofing off. Been playing a... I've been thinking about buying a five-string bass and or building a five-string bass because... Yeah, they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. I mean, mostly though, like, I just want a bass tuned to A standard, and mm-hmm. I guess I could just get another four string and tune it to A standard. Like, it doesn't actually have to be yeah. a five string. Um, so I don't know. I I'm not sure what I'm gonna do yet. <laughs> yeah, but I need a bass tuned to A standard, Britt, because like having that really oh. really low bass, ah, it's so good. So I've been um I've been songwriting a lot on bass lately. Oh, I always like, songwrite with bass. Like that's how yeah, I it's, structure it's all my music. And so I, I've yeah. been uh, playing with a pick a lot lately and singing with bass, and it's a very different kind of thing. I, yeah, yeah. Um, I I use cool. these big fat purple picks. I like them a lot. Oh, They're pretty. Good. I use I I use uh, jazz threes for everything. <laughs> Dude, Absolutely I fucking everything. hate playing bass with a fucking jazz. Dude, three. I love I've done playing it bass. so much. It's and so I hate percussive, it. and it it just Ugh. sounds so thumpy no matter what. Yeah, I I can't. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. it's. Oh, I, lo- I love the thumpy. It's it doesn't. Yeah, it's exhausting mm. though because like the pick is so mm. small and the string is so big. You know, yeah, know. but like once you're like used to like finger playing and you have that hand strength, it's really like it's fine. Okay. No. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing nothing wrong with that. I uh, I do. It would just tire out my uh, my wrist a lot more. I don't know for whatever reason. Like my fingers would have to move more. And I'd also the other thing mm. is like, well, it would tire out my hand because like with the tiny pick like that, and you're playing bass with these like huge mm. strings. Like you got to hold on to that thing like really really hard, or else yeah. like you will drop it. 
Um, yeah. And so, like, that shit tired my hand yeah. out a lot when I was doing Hell yeah. bass. Yeah. Like that. Uh, you, gotta, uh, you gotta hold on to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, uh, double up. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Um, Seattle resident, uh, Sir Mix a lot. Right there. That's. Mm-hmm. Yep. We live in the same society as Sir Mix a lot. <laughs> Good for, good for him. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's the one who's benefiting here. He is. 100%. Definitely. I mean, I don't make any money off of him. He definitely makes, has made money off of me somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Consider that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm considering it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, Britt. Can yeah. can you please hit me with a bucket fact? Um, I can perhaps. Bucket fact, 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 bucket fact. This is gonna be part of a series called Pikes by the Numbers. Okay. Looked into the longest and shortest time between the pikes. We're going to be doing time. some numerology shit? Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Let's crack the code. Hack the Gibson. So Lay it on me. we have the longest period between pikes. Um, it was between pikes 3, 4, and 5, which were all released on the same day, and pikes 6, um, balloon cement. Uh, and that was 240 days. Wow, really? That. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize yeah. that. I didn't realize he put out five pikes and then didn't for like three quarters of a year. <laughs> yeah, well, um, during that time, uh, on day 188 of that stretch, he released Electric Sea, his follow-up album to Electric Tears. So he did right. release another album okay. in that. Um, even he probably then, also toured too. Even then, that would, uh, even if Electric Tears was a pike, that would make it, closest if not maybe the longest period between pikes um most of the other long periods between pikes were about 160 to 180 days and so that might have actually still been the longest period between albums during that period tight um but um the longest uh period between two buckethead albums uh Pikes included and his all his other albums included mm-hmm. was between his first two albums, Buckethead Land and Giant Robot, which was uh, exactly one thousand and two days. I was gonna say like that's interesting information, um, especially about the the first two Pikes. Like that's or not first two Pikes, but uh, between Pikes five and six. Like that's wild. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. That's quite interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Just uh, was not. Uh, I I don't I don't know if he totally had his project with the Pikes fleshed out at that point, and I don't know if he wanted to like make it this many. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of that, things he, I wonder about the Pikes. I'll be honest, I have so uh, many questions. I do. I want Buckethead to tour again so we can just like corner him. 
<laughs> be like, hey. No, no, we don't want a corner bucket. <laughs> no, I'm head. joking, I'm joking. But, but, of course but not. you know, I, we, I, I would very respectfully ask for an autograph and like ask him questions and yeah. ask him if he would ever consider being on this podcast. Oh, because same, I would yeah, yeah. love more than anything to like, like, just honestly, ask like, the man himself or, or his representative. I would talk to Herbert or Albert or anybody, anybody in, in, in the bucket verse canon. Bucket yeah. first. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would really just want to be like, hey, I, I've become a huge fan of what you do and uh, you're super neat. Thanks for he, making all your is, cool tunes. He is a neat dude. Hell yeah. Super neat. Neat dude. Bucket facts. So we listened to three more pikes this week. We listened to three more pikes this week. Pike 97 Passageways, uh, Pike 98 Polar Trench, and Pike. Oh, sorry, uh, Pike, shoot, uh, sorry, 98 was Pilot, and then Pike 99 is Polar Trench. Yep. Yep. Hell yeah, we did. 97, 98, 99, three of my favorite years as well. Also, let's let's point it out, this is a, we get a PPP loan this week. We get uh, all of these start with the letter P. <laughs> so let's go with the well, first P. Like my favorite fetish. <laughs> Hell yeah! This is <laughs> this is a pee fetish episode. Everybody, <laughs> get ready for the water sports. Oh water yeah, sports. <laughs> water sports. Water sports. <laughs> do you think? Do you think anyone's ever like gone, gone to like a fetish dungeon for an event, thinking it was going to be like a water gun fight? You know, some guy like shows <laughs> up with like the super soakers and shit, filled and with like, piss. <laughs> Wait, where where's your diapers? This is <laughs> this is diaper play night. This is the pish, pish this is the water sports dungeon. What are you? <laughs> well, here for wah, wah. water sports. Wait, like why would a person see a flyer for a, I'm presuming a flyer here for a water flyer? sports? Yeah. Uh, yeah, water sports. And then assume like that involves squirt guns. Like I'm, I'm confused. What do you think of when we say water sports, Brit? I mean, other than the obvious, competitive super soaker fighting. <laughs> I don't think that that's what water sports are. <laughs> you know, you know, that's what I want them to be, Spencer. Water, water sports are more like well, like water skiing and that dumb bullshit. Okay, okay, yeah, wakeboarding. That's like that's like that's like waspy ass bullshit. Do you like, ever play that, that? Do you ever play that wakeboarding game for like the PS2 era consoles? Oh, there's a wakeboarding game. Yeah, that's... yeah, it's like something something's pro wakeboarder, and oh, uh, it was it was Jamie by... Jimmy Josta's pro <laughs> pro wakeboarder. Uh, Jameson Josta. <laughs> Jameson Josta. <laughs> Old James Josta. <laughs> Jimmy Jastas. <laughs> sandwich place? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Papa Jastas. Um, so, Passageways, released on December 11th, 2014, just six mm-hmm. days after the previous Pike Yarn. Yeah. Uh, this this album is dissected into passageways one through five is the track listing. Mm-hmm. However, almost all of the tracks flow directly into each other. So, yeah, I think maybe we should talk about this as a whole, and I'll, I'll probably point out a few things along the way, track by track. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this album, fucks. 
It's a very emotive, yeah, <clears throat> a very yeah. emotive melodic soloing, and uh, mm-hmm. there's a there's a good bit of emotive melodic soloing in the the Pikes we listened to this week. Uh, this record has the most concentrated of that, in the sense that this is just one big piece. Um, like you said, I feel like everything is just kind of build up for Pike or not not Pike, but uh, Passageway Five, where it kind of mm. like explodes into. I guess a heavier riff <laughs> that is then soloed over. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole album just like builds out of mm-hmm. nowhere. Like yeah. the first track doesn't even have any drums. Mm-hmm. Second track, the drums come in and like the, the third song is like a dynamics masterclass. Like the whole song is soft, mm-hmm. but it gets progressively like louder yeah. and like more things come in and it's like, it it is a very well produced song. Like one of the one of the few songs that's not like super electronics heavy on one of these albums where I listen to it, I'm like the fucking dynamics on here are just fantastic. Um Yeah. This this yeah. album is really <clears throat> really goddamn good. Um I big fan. Yeah. Yeah. It it is uh you know, it wasn't my favorite of this style. Um, mm-hmm. like he, he's done a lot of stuff in this sort of space before, meaning the space of like emotive, melodic, slow, expressive soloing, um, mm-hmm. with a lot of dynamics and stuff. I mean, to better effect and to less effective effect. Um, but, yeah. uh, and, and I, I did enjoy this one, but not as much as I've enjoyed his, you know, more calming stuff in the past. That being mm-hmm. said, though, like there are there are some really good examples of like what makes Buckethead a great guitar player in this. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the way he plays and like his phrasing and all that sort of you know stuff, his technique um, is really impressive. Like he's just really good at making the guitar sound good, and he does a lot of that here. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, yeah, he's uh, really, really kind of showing showing a masterclass here. Yeah, on, absolutely. On his buckethead emotion, which is real, real lovely. He's got a lot. He's got it. a you know, it, it's albums like this that I hear that like after listening to it, I'm like, you know, he's just got to be such a nice guy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like. He's he. I mean, I think it's known. I think in the in the greater Bucket mythos, mythos uh, that you know Bucket is a kind soul, a gentle yes, soul. Absolutely. And I think that stuff like this really like exemplify that. Hell yeah. I think this. I think this would be a great great soundtrack to a coffee shop in Bucket Headland. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. I can see that. We're like a bookstore. Yeah, yeah, something chill. Oh, yeah, just something chill. Yeah, uh, anywhere chill. Even like a scenic overlook point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why you'd have a, music there. A, a daycare. Okay, okay. I think we've had a couple of Buckethead daycare albums. Perhaps, yes. Because I always think, so whenever I think about the Buckethead land daycare, I think about like the, the kids' play area of Ikea. <laughs> you ever walked by that? Like it always looks like fucking chaos, stinky chaos in there. Like I, stinky chaos. Every time I walk by, and that I sounds like, like a terrible like pizza thrash band. 
Man, pizza thrash is underappreciated. Uh, daycare thrash also mm, not something I would be particularly into. I don't think. But that's that. You know what? You know what's daycare thrash is that fucking dinosaur power metal band. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, heavy oh, yeah, yeah, from like Finland. Yeah, heavy Saurus. That's that's daycare thrash right there. What? They all dress like Barney, but they play power metal. <laughs> fucking that's Finland's so great, fucking dude. Sick. <laughs> Finland fucks, dude. This is why they have the best education system in the world. Exactly, exactly. God. And this is why they've like basically solved their homelessness problem. <laughs> like their their entire country has like five thousand homeless people now. That's pretty impressive. And, and and if I'm not mistaken, like that legislation to do that was put into place by like their like right wing government, which is like what the fuck. <laughs> Our right-wing government would never do that. Our right-wing government would more likely openly execute homeless people in the street than help them. 100%. God, I got to make a big recommend here. This um, Trader Joe's Korean roasted barley tea. Oh, yeah, I've had that shit. This just is amazing. Yeah, I yeah. love this shit. I uh, they, I, well, I've flavor. not had that brand of it, but I've had the brand that they sell at H Mart by my house. Oh, so um, you lied to me. <laughs> I haven't had this. <laughs> no, I haven't had that one in particular, but I have had a roast I have had a Korean roasted barley tea from a Korean grocery store. And it was you very think good. Trader Joe's is a Korean grocery store now, Spencer? No, no, no. I'm saying that what I had was more legit. Yeah. Which <laughs> means it's worse. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know you appreciate the whitewashing of cultures very much. I prefer to think of it as Trader Joe's washing. <laughs> this is, is this, I'm pr- surprised it is Trader Joe's. Like, like Trader Jing or something? Yeah, tra- Trader, Trader Ming, Trader Ching Chang. <laughs> like, I don't know, all their stuff is super racist. <laughs> yeah, Trader like, Jose's, the one yeah, I always think like, of, I'm like, mm, I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> Their lasagna is like a uh, traitor. I cook a dumbitza balls. <laughs> like, well, you could never be racist towards Italians. <laughs> no, you exist. can't. I love, <laughs> I love roasting Italians like they love roasting eggplant. Fuck you. Oh, dude, roasted eggplant's so fucking good. Don't even mm-hmm. fuck around. What are you talking about? Dude, with some parm on top. Mm. Chef's kiss. That fucks, yeah. I fuck with that. Yeah, you gotta do the, the Italian thing. I do, I do fuck with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, so Pike 97, um, I would also like to share an anecdote from 1997 um, as part of our <laughs> synopsis for this album. Um, Fine. 1997 was a year that I went and watched the film uh, Men in Black in the theater. That's true. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, I was a very big fan of the song that played over the credits of that film, which was, I believe, it was called Men in Black, but it, it sampled Forget Me Not, um, which yeah. is an iconic banger, you know, mm-hmm. very good film, very good song. Um, and I liked that song so much that I bought Will Smith's album that that song was featured on and was hugely disappointed by the album. <laughs> it was not not what I was looking for. So, Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, do you have an anecdote from 1997, Britt? I'm I'm actually I'm trying to think here. Like, what what the fuck did I do when I was nine? 
Yeah. Like being nine sucked. I think I, I did. Wait, what, what, what year in school is that? I could definitely tell something from school that's super embarrassing that I won't, I do think not want to think that about. That would either be third or fourth grade for you, potentially. Fourth grade. Fourth, fourth meal. <laughs> all right. That's what I'm all saying. Right. <laughs> all right. So you thought all outside the bun that year. That would have been in the Yokiro Taco Bell era, actually. That that was, I believe. That yeah. was like firmly in the year they made Godzilla, right? Oh yeah. Well, no, and no, so, that was ninety eight. Yeah, Godzilla. Oh, was that ninety eight? Yeah. Well, well. So I wonder when in ninety. Also, was in, probably in the spoilers summer, right? for my next anecdote. <laughs> because they they could have. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe in ninety seven they started that advertising campaign where it was like. I think I'm going to need a bigger box. You remember that one? Uh, no. <laughs> do, it, was do, the, it was the, the Chihuahua. Yeah, yeah. And like, he was like chasing after Godzilla or something. Oh, right. And then like, right, Godzilla yeah. turned a corner and the okay. Chihuahua was like, I think I'm going to need a bigger box. Like, yeah, I like do remember to... that. That was a good one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm glad that, that you brought up be. Taco Bell because I actually was going to mention Taco Bell for my third anecdote. Um, so I'm very excited to to circle back around on that. <laughs> are you, uh, spoiler alert, are you going to talk about the uh, Star Wars Episode <laughs> 1 cups? We'll get to Star it. We'll Wars get to Episode it. Episode 1 win a, uh, win a hovercraft thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, we also okay. have, oh, yeah, okay, we'll get to Pike that. 98. Uh, pilot. Yes. Released on December nineteenth, twenty fourteen. Uh, exactly nine or eight days. Sorry, after the previous Pike. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is segmented into nine tracks called Pilot One through Nine. Um, this is another album, kind of like Jeopardy backwards. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is all <clears throat> over the place, and I am so here for it. So. Yes, it is very much in the mold of that type of stuff where he's jumping between a lot of different disparate ideas. That said, there's parts in this that I really, really like, but overall I found it a challenging listen because I felt like there was not a lot of good segues between those admittedly interesting ideas. And there's... I felt like every time I was like getting into something that was happening, it would change in a way that made it kind of lose steam for me. So it was like constantly like, I'd be like, oh, that's an interesting idea. And then it would just change into something where I'd be like, I don't really like that transition or I don't like where they took this. I feel like we could have done more with that other part. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't not enjoy it, but I was frustrated by some of those choices. Interesting. I, uh, I I liked most of the choices. I thought a lot of it was yeah, very abrupt. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's what I like about a lot of Buckethead's music. Sure, and and I I like that too. That that's yeah. a thing that that is likable, and I think that yeah. more people should appreciate because like for albums <clears throat> like that one, um, and like Jeopardy backwards and stuff like typically the response to it is like negative, mm-hmm. and I think that this is my first time like understanding that viewpoint a little bit um that being said i still really like the abrupt nature of like how he makes music like that i think it's 
some of the more interesting music that he does. Absolutely. Yeah, and like he, I think all of his music is interesting to somebody. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But you know, to a person who has worked a lot in like the programs that he has, I know there's certain ways to kind of make music very rote, and like kind of put out an album that really maybe you shouldn't put out because mm-hmm. it's very underdeveloped ideas and it's all just drag and drop and you just like jamming over a thing, you know. Oh yeah, and I, mean, uh, I, I feel like maybe it's a little easier to fake the funk when you're making like instrumental or electronic music. You can't fake the funk. Fake the funk. Fake the funk. Fake the fake the funk just sounds like a funk song. Sorry. Good. What yeah. um, what kind of ride do you think uh, Pilot would go well in? Uh, fucking chaos. Something chaotic and terrible, like bumper cars <laughs> or fucking. You know, you know what I think it'd go well in since it's called Pilot. Um. Mm-hmm. I think, like, a kind of, like, flight simulator ride that's, uh, you know, like, kind of a theater style, you know? Do you, oh, yeah, like the, the, you know, the 3D rides, one? yeah. Yeah, Where yeah, you, like, yeah. wear 3D glasses and it's, like, a big, like, thing that moves around and, like, shoots air at your face and stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. it's all about, like, you're in a plane and it, it's, like, crashing. <laughs> and it sure. doesn't survive. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. I'm into yeah. that. That sounds good. Thanks for coming up with that idea for me. Uh, I appreciate it. You know, you know what? It also reminds me of. It also reminds me of like. Um, you ever done bumper boats where you like get in? It's like a big like round looking boat, and it's like you drive it around in like a big. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah slushy tank. Yeah, yeah. It's an Alaska thing. I've never seen it down here, but like it's a Alaska thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that was a fun time. Get a little it was wet. Super fun. Bump around. <laughs> You know, it was a decently fun time, too. It was Pike 99, Mm-mm, Polar Mm-mm, Trench. Mm-mm. What? Uh, no, no. Uh, we have not talked about my 1998 uh, anecdote. Uh, <laughs> okay, fine. What happened to you in 1998 when you were nine, Spencer? Uh, see, that's a great question. I don't remember a lot of 1998. But what I do remember are a couple of films that I saw in 1998, including another Will Smith banger some might say wild some wild west say. some might say there's a scene where he trades racist and ableist jabs with a handicapped gentleman <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's a take that's a take on that yeah i love it um yeah, not super into that film. I feel like I rewatched it a few years ago and was like, man, this mm-hmm. is dog shit. Oh, it's um, super dog shit. It's very yeah. like heavily 90s produced, and you can tell someone threw a ton of money at that movie. Oh, it looks so expensive. Like and nothing worked. It looks so expensive in 1997. It looks fucking dog shit, very like cheap to make 2020. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, yeah, yeah that that film. Um, saw that one in the theater. It was uh, not as enjoyable as mm-hmm. the previous summer's blockbuster, Men in Black. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember going to see that. That was a pretty cool time. Um, that's about all I remember about 1998. Other than uh, I had a PlayStation at the time, and that was also the same year that Crash Bandicoot 2 came out, and I played a fucking bunch of that game i really liked that game a lot Mm -hmm. Um, you know what i saw in um 
1998 that I really liked. What was that? It was Night at the Roxbury, baby. Was that a 98 film? That is a 98 film. Wow. I also saw that, and I also liked that a lot. Mm -hmm. That is a film I think only children can appreciate. Yeah. I think they inadvertently made a great, iconic children's film. Yeah, I I guess they kind of did. Um, I have a friend who hung out with Chris Kattan a couple times and said he's a very kind and lovely person. Uh-huh. I don't trust I'm inclined to trust them. So I don't know. No. Sounds good. I don't trust your friend. Your friend's a liar. Apparently he lives around here. Mm-hmm. Um somewhere around here. Um I also saw the Truman show, which I didn't really like. At the wait, time. wait, sorry, can we go back to Night at the Roxbury for a moment? No. So LaBouche is on that soundtrack. Didn't the the dude from LaBouche live in Anchorage? Yeah, he owns a club up there. Wild. Is it Sinrock? I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's a strip club. I think it's like an actual club club. Like a bar club. Or something. What the fuck is happening? Why is my house shaking? See my mic shaking? No, that's weird. It's fucking weird. I think it's just the wind. It's really windy over here. My power it's cut out earlier here today. Too, yeah. I hope that doesn't happen while well, oh, we're I recording. I hope that happens in the middle of our episode. And <laughs> you lose the entire recording. That would be fucking to, bullshit. Yeah. We have to talk about Buckethead again and uh, Pike <laughs> okay. 99, Polar Trench, released on December 25th, Christmas of 2014. Merry Christmas, Brit. Merry Christmas, Buckethead. Merry, Merry Christmas. This is the Buckethead Christmas song. Bucket I hope you head. know the words I just made because you're required to sing along. Oh, yeah. You didn't sing along, Spencer. I sing along as best I could. I said you were required. Mm, well, let's see that. Okay, that is the one downside. Uh, well, not the only downside, but it's the, the biggest downside of recording uh, remotely because when we're in person, it's very, it's very much more easy <laughs> to bust out in song together. That's <laughs> true. That's so weird. <laughs> you did. Congratulations. Um, Pike ninety nine, Polar mm-hmm. Trench, uh, Light in the Fog, first song. Fucking banger, man! Holy what shit! Some some soft chords with a big long lead. Not a ton of variation though. But just I, a I beautiful. The solo. first song was kind of underwhelming. But, like, after that, he changes it up a lot. Yeah, a lot, and with some, and to very good effect. Like, so I saw a lot of people in the comments talking about this, like, comparing it to, like, Jimi Hendrix and stuff, and I, I don't see that really at all, mm, but... I can, I can see, honestly, a lot uh, bigger um, link to, like, early Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay, I I don't see that. I see like like, like, like track three, especially Hyro, sounds like an earlier Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Wild, Hell damn! Yeah, I was dude. gonna make fun of a dude that that commented that on that. No, ep- oh no, on that no, I came, I didn't, I didn't see that comment at all. Yeah. I actually don't know I was, if I went through the comments I was, uh, for this guy. I I thought we were gonna take a shit all over no, that person. No, I, I, I actually think I listened to most of this album while I was shaving my face today, and so. Uh, yeah, I didn't. You do look quite shorn. I was gonna say that. Yeah, I am very shaven. Like I am clean shaven. I haven't been clean shaven in a while. I like when real, real <laughs> smooth. You're John Shorn. Real smooth, John Shorn. Very. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> children of the sh- children of the Zorn. 
<laughs> yeah, that was a great meme, by the way. I yeah, like that quite you. a bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah. Um, but yeah, so a lot of it reminded me of like 70s funk stuff, like a little bit of like, I don't know. He had some really nice guitar tones on this one. Um, like really he did. He that, did. that nice, like overdriven, cleanish tone, um, which mm-hmm. was really nice. He plays a lot of like funky rhythms. The bass is a, is a lot louder. The drum programming is yeah. a lot better here than the previous two pikes, I think. I'd say, I don't know. Like, well, maybe not better, had, but like, it's, so it's a, much variation and did so much stuff. Totally. Well, maybe not better. Um, I would say that it's a little more um, in your face, I guess. Like, the, the programming is, is a lot, like, there's a lot happening there, which yeah. is nice. It's a lot more focused towards like kind of one end, which is like funk rock. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, which is fun. And I liked the diversity of it. I really, I liked the first song a lot. Like I felt like the first song was like very much like the, the first uh, Pike 97, um, but like done mm. a little bit more interestingly. I don't know. I, okay. I liked, I liked that first I guess solo I a lot. It was really pretty. Yeah, it was pretty. It was just like, I don't know. I, I almost kind of prefer when Buckethead like has, a like long rocky chaotic pike and then ends it with a nice like clean song but sure. he kind of did the opposite on this one i was like eh. yeah eh. The, the i the the pacing kind of tripped me up i guess um but uh it, was, it wasn't bad what you got there coconut water oh hell yeah i got coconut water dude Crrup. love me some coconut water Crrup. Some seawater baby God, I uh, we need to find a way to bring the global um like harmless harvest raw coconut water price down. We really do, yeah. Because it's so delicious, but it's so motherfucking expensive. So fucking expensive. Like even even like getting the big one and drinking it little by little, like I'll still go through like an eleven dollar bottle in like two days. Hate to see it. I know that's expensive for your beverages. Although I guess I'm probably spending that much, like buying as much like Lacroix as I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I buy a lot of that shit too. Um, yeah, I I've been hitting the old staples again. The uh, I like the bubbly strawberry quite a lot. Yeah, that one's really that's good. A, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, and uh, honestly, the uh, the Whole Foods brand lime is super good. Like that that's I've the best had... lime I've had. Really? Yeah. It's the there... one I revisited recently that I actually really like a lot more than I thought mm. is the LaCroix lemon. Oh yeah, LaCroix lemon the... is actually really good. It's one yeah. of the best lemons. One of the best lemons, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not as good as their limoncello though. Their limoncello is wonderful. A... I don't know, I'm not here for You're the limoncello. You're so wrong. It's buttery. It's buttery. Yeah, it's, like it has butter it's, in it. It's weird. I don't so good. I don't know. I don't like it. I'll stick my dick in it. I feel the same way about the the Lacroix hibiscus, which is the one you're drinking. I think. Yeah. Oop. <clears throat> I. Well, you don't. You I don't like, like drinking a flower that doesn't taste like the flower. It doesn't taste it anything like hibiscus. It I, just tastes like generally floral, though. Which is nice. I I, like I like that perfume. one, but I don't. I wish it was just hibiscus flavored, but I guess they can't make it hibiscus flavored because then it would be sour and people would be like, why yeah, is no it one sour? Would like it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like if they made like a juniper one, people would be like, oh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Why am I drinking a pine tree? 
<laughs> they should make juniper flavored ones for for Christmas. Like that would be fun. That'd rock. Yeah. I I would fuck with that. Yeah. What uh, what uh, what ride does Polar Trench go on? Polar Trench. I feel like the bulk of the album, like the funkier aspect of the album, um, should be like like a fun house type soundtrack. Like mm-hmm. you're walking around looking at fucked up mirrors of yourself and like you're hearing this like weird funk rock in the background. It it, it works. Yeah. Um I don't disagree. <laughs> okay. You've got cool. such a weird look on your face right now. I, I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> um, we need to talk about my 1999 anecdote. Yeah, and go, go for 1999, please. In 1999, uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace was released. I was in fourth grade. Uh-huh. And Taco Bell did all of the promotional stuff for that film in the fast food space. Yeah. Um, and I remember this for a number of reasons, but, uh, Dude, the late nineties, they got tons of contracts to fucking. Yeah. Do movies. It was nuts. It's, it's been such a long time since I've like been to a fast food restaurant. Like, I don't even know, do they do like promotions for films and stuff anymore? Like they, I would assume they still do. But I, I, I haven't I been to a fast food place since, like... Because, like, when, yeah, whenever I go to a fast food place, it's for, like, very specific things. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, yeah, like, so I don't I don't really... I don't think so, but I don't know, because I don't get, like, promotional shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that all. was such a big part of my childhood, you know, was, like, the promotional mm. tie-ins at fast food restaurants for major films. Like, that was a huge part of my childhood. Um because, like, I don't know, growing up in Alaska, right, you're pretty isolated from the rest of the world. So we didn't have, like, big events like concerts really that much. And we didn't have, like, I don't know, stuff that, like, a kid would do in the lower 48. You, like, you just didn't have access to. So, like, the big and exciting things for me when I was a kid were video games, mm-hmm. uh, TV, and movies. Like, that was the big stuff. I mean, and I guess yeah. to a certain extent, those still are the big things in my life. But... Yeah. Uh, especially so when I was a kid, like movies were a much bigger deal. Like I don't give a shit about movies anymore other than like bad movies. Like I always want to yeah. watch bad movies, oh, but yeah. like, oh yeah. Uh, other than bad I, movies, like I don't give a shit about movies. Yeah, like <laughs> It's very rare. I get excited about a new movie. Yeah. I can't even remember the like, last some, time. Sometimes around like Oscar season when they dump like really good films once a year, I'll be like, oh shit, a really good film's coming out. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it only happens, like, during around one time of the year. Or, like, the last... Okay, the last movie I remember being excited about was uh, Midsummer because I liked Hereditary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, like I was like, cool, yeah. I want to watch another yeah. movie like fucking Hereditary, and I yeah, liked Midsummer which, a lot. You know? it, was, it was good, but not as good as Hereditary. Sure. I mean, like, no. I liked them both a lot. I don't know. I, no. But... Even then, like, I, yeah, I can't remember the last time I got excited about a new movie, but because, like, when I was a kid, I was getting excited about new movies all the time. Like, that was a very exciting thing for me. Mm-hmm. And during that that era of, like, 1997 to maybe... I keep burping. God, it's horrible. 1997 to, like, uh, 2004, maybe? I, I went to the movies a lot. I saw, like, all of those movies. Mm-hmm. And... uh 
Anyways, 1999 was a big year. There were a lot of good films that were released, but the best of those films was Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Hell yeah, that movie rocks. <laughs> um, and Taco Bell did their promo- their tie-in promotion. And I just want to say, this is like, I'm pretty sure they did a crossover of the Taco Bell Chihuahua and Star Wars. And I think that that's amazing. And I just, I just mm. want to call attention to that. And that's what I was thinking about this entire time I was listening to Pike 99. Really? Um, <laughs> Yokiro Buckethead. And that's the name of the episode. Is it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Britt, can I take you on a journey to the dark place on the internet? The dark, the darkest of darks? All the dark places. That's fair. Let's go there. Dating men's from the bucket boy. Oh my God, Brit! Welcome. We're here. Yep. It's so great to be here again. <laughs> um. So, a couple of things about today, right? Um, we're gonna do things just a little bit different. I like to change it up, you know. Uh, let's just say I've widened the net for things that I think should be considered here on uh, statements from the bucket void. Uh, we're going to have some traditional statements, and we're going to start off with those, but then we're going to uh, branch out a little bit and uh, talk about some other things. So okay. um, to get things going today, uh, we have a return of a a person who we love to hear from. Who's this? Uh, a YouTube user named Jordan Vine. Oh, Jordan Vine. Is he going to scream at us again about Buckethead? Um, well, I mean, yes. <laughs> Would you expect anything less, really, at this point in time? I, no, no. I, I hope for nothing less at this point. Absolutely. So one year ago, to 12 thumbs up, thumbs ups, mm-hmm. um, Jordan Vine says, Without a doubt! Or a whiff of a doubt, the best and greatest guitarist slash musician then has ever, 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 many ellipsi, existed. Buckethead forever! Love that. Yeah. Yeah, don't. Okay, that's cool. Good job, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah, good job. Good job. Um, <laughs> we love to, uh, we love to, to hear that screaming, um. Screaming so, demon, screaming semen, right? more <laughs> than anything. Five years ago, uh, YouTube user TommyBoy07 says, Polar Trench is on a whole other level. Wow. Thank you, Buckerhead. Buckerhead. <laughs> I, I love how many misspellings there are of Buckethead, despite it being like maybe one of the easiest <laughs> like artist names to spell. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Um, I, I, I think that that's a, a pretty great typo. I've never seen someone say Buckerhead before, and uh, Buck, Buckerhead. That's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, somebody else took notice here. Uh, YouTube user Italian JJ's five fifty says, mm. "Tommy Boy 07, kiss me." Oh, you know that's the you know the JJ stands for is Italian Jimmy John sandwiches. <laughs> Jimmy Jasta. <laughs> Jimmy Jasta's sandwiches. <laughs> Good old uh, Jimmy Jasta's. Um, YouTube user George Orr says, Holy shit, 
one of the best pikes. Not sure if there is any point in me playing electric guitar anymore. Got tons of work, parentheses, coding, parentheses, done today hearing this. I don't see how this person can exist. The first true alien since Hendrix. You think Hendrix was an alien? Nah. Hendrix didn't look like a fucking alien. Hendrix nah. didn't have no little small ass alien dick. <laughs> you know, he has fucking big old hands and a big honking peener. Yeah, he did. We all know aliens have small dicks. That's of like course. why they've been able to achieve like space travel because they're not like. <laughs> Do you think that big, there's busy having massive thong? Do you think there's a fetish community out there for like aliens just with monster hogs? Yeah, I bet there is because, and it's like totally unrealistic because we all know <laughs> Agreed, aliens yeah. have like micro penises. Yeah, it's penis, and like they've they they figured out like pleasure beyond big honking hogs. That's why they got huge honking heads, you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe they give each other bucket head. <laughs> maybe that's kind of the. Would 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 you accept a bucket head from a person? Like you would have to put a bucket on your head while they like suck on your donger or whatever. Fuck yes! <laughs> you know I'm into weird shit. Like it, I imagine it would be like one of those like uh uh like Home Depot buckets, like the big five gallon buckets. Oh yeah, those those are just those so are handy. you those really are... can't see anything at all during the experience. Those are good buckets. Like, why would you need to see something when you could just feel your dick getting sucked and think about Buckethead sucking your dick <laughs> instead? That's a good point. It's a great point. Thanks for making yeah. that point. I appreciate this. You know, that's what I'm here for. Uh, yeah, it is what you're here for, actually. I'm making, making uh, points. I'm a point maker. Like, uh, um, I'm like Steph Curry. I make points. I've heard that name before, but I don't know who that is. He makes three points at a time. Swoosh. Tight. Basketball. Uh, <laughs> YouTube user C-Killa-C, whose picture is a picture of Buckethead, uh-huh. says, I don't remember which album this was for. I think it was for Pike 97. Yeah. They say, this helped me through the ride of passing a giant kidney stone. Hmm. Seems gnarly. Um, that is really gnarly. I've never... Had a kidney stone, thankfully. My dad has a lot of kidney stones. He kept them, though, right? Yeah, he's kept a lot of them. But, I mean, some he just pisses out and he's like, fuck it. Yeah. He just has a lot of them, which sucks. Dude, that sucks. Really sucks. I mean, damn, I almost want to take that further, but maybe not. Yeah. (laughs) I, uh... But instead of a kidney stone, several um, Buckethead albums have have uh, I, I have passed uh, enormous uh, dumps to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, not kidney stones though. That's a lot. And, that's and of course, of course, loads have been blown. Yeah, you know. Hell yeah, Metallica's <laughs> load has been blown. That album is sixty minutes long. Have we talked about this? I feel like I bring this up all the yeah. time. I'm I'm obsessed with that fact. Like, why is it so long? Yeah. 67 because minutes. Sorry, sorry. It's like, <laughs> it's so fucking long. This, this Metallica likes the long song. They want to give you, if you're buying an album, 
Like, you don't want no necrophagist ass 32 minutes bullshit. I, I want, do want that. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> we want we, a new necrophagist all... album. Muhammad Samisias, if you're listening to this podcast, hit me just up. Gi- <laughs> just give, give, give it to us. That's all we Give it to us, man. Yeah, come on. We want it. We want it. You're just hoarding your talent. You're like the one percenter of talent. <laughs> and you're just like hoarding that shit all for yourself. Like hate instead to see we it. have to deal with fucking like the faceless still. Like no. Why? Fucking yeah, we don't want that. Come back and make an album and like make them look dumb again. We don't like, want that. No. Come on. No. Come on, Muhammad. Yeah. Anyways, um, so I encountered an article about um someone in Buckethead Circle the other day. Um, an article about Slash. Um, this article was titled uh, it, I, something like, it was like, Slash does the weirdest thing while he plays guitar. Click here. And I was like, oh, I bet this is going to be, I bet this is going to have some stupid comments. I should read this article. So <laughs> I read the article, and here's a quote mm-hmm. from that article. This uh, The person referenced as Ryan is, a, is some kind of uh, audio engineer that worked on the recording of Appetite for Destruction. Um, this is a quote from that person. He did have a habit that was really funny, Ryan remembered. I don't know if you ever noticed it. You'll see it in videos. He concentrates so hard when he's doing the solos that his lower lip protrudes and his drool, saliva, pools in his lower lip and it will eventually spill over into long strings of saliva all the way down to the ground. (laughs) That's so disgusting. No. (laughs) No. This is forbidden knowledge. <laughs> You're saying Slash drools while he plays solos? And it happened in the studio countless times. He's so focused when he plays, he doesn't realize he's drooling or doesn't care. I never did figure out which one it was, whether he didn't realize it or he didn't care. So maybe maybe Slash is just a dog. <laughs> You ever consider that? Like, he looks kind of like a dog, right? He does. He's got a dog-like vibe to him, for sure. And, like, you know, maybe the sunglasses and the fucking hat and the fucking big hair could just be hiding his dog ears and his dog face and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bet he's a dog. Yeah, I bet he, like, got interested in drugs to, like, distract himself from, like, you know, not getting... you know, Slash, I know you're listening to this. Um, (laughs) Come on our show and defend yourself. Uh, tell us why you're not a dog, because we think you're a dog. Woof, woof, woof. Woof, boy, woof. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think, I, think, I think he might be like mixed race. I, I retract the boy. I don't think that's good. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> that's, that's bad. I'm, I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, uh, so now I, I was looking at the Facebook comments for this article about Slash and his drool. Um, there wasn't a lot there, to be honest. It was mostly dumb shit. But some person named Mikey, Mikey Satanis, <laughs> says, never liked him. Now I like him less, LOL. <laughs> and then Robin responds, yeah, I never liked Snatch or Axle Grease either. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Why you got to dunk on him that hard, boy? <laughs> Like that, uh, man. You know, it, it's really not even worth doing the bucket jokes this week. After yeah, I was gonna say like that's like straight out of the, like the you know put downs and slams right there. Like that was oh yeah, pretty good stuff. Pretty good shit. 
pretty good shit. Yeah. Uh, um. So <laughs> we got to talk about something here. Um, this is not really Buckethead related, but I think it's in the world of Buckethead enough. We just got to talk about it. It's, that is it's in our world. Yeah. Like we're. Yeah. It's our world and you're living it. in it when you're listening right. to this, okay? We, so, we've made Megadeth jokes before. Here. Constantly. And like the biggest Megadeth joke that's happened in years is happening right now. We got to talk about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you're not familiar, I mean, this is old news by this point, but if you're not familiar, uh, the bass player for Megadeth, David Ellison, was recently kicked out of Megadeth because he sent some videos of him jerking off to a 19-year-old. Um, the videos were then leaked, and everybody was like, hey, that's uh, super creepy. <laughs> like, what is happening here? Um, and so he got kicked out of the band, which is funny um, and also creepy. Um, so anyways, that's been really funny. And the comment sections for articles about this have been... Oh my God, so bad. <laughs> uh, for the most part, they're awful, and you don't you don't want to know the things these people are saying <laughs> about this particular event. Uh, but there's been some pretty pretty funny ones that. Well, I for one <laughs> do want to know, so you should hit me with some of these comments. Okay, this is the comment that started all of this off when I texted you about it the other day. I'm not going to read these. This is all from Facebook, so I'm not going to read these people's full names. Uh, I'm just going to give a first name. Admittedly, they posted it publicly, so kind of on them. Um, But anyways, Facebook user named Bart says, When I was 41, I had a super beautiful 20-year-old girlfriend. Best girlfriend I ever had. A total sweetheart. Why wouldn't a guy go for that? She had better morals than the cheating middle-aged whores that I was used to. <laughs> cool. I bet I bet that guy fucks. I mean that guy obviously fucks. Obviously. Obviously. That dude lays pipe all over the land. Like he's like a trade union plumber. Like, Hell yeah. He is. Hell yeah. Good for you, guy. Good you good for that fucking, guy. Uh, you fucking fuck young girls. Do it. Uh. <laughs> uh, Facebook user David says, Some weak shit from a hard-ass thrasher. Mustaine should stand beside his brother. Has any metalhead ever gave a crap about public opinion? It sucks Ellison's private life got pushed into the public, but in three months, no one will even be talking about it or care that it happened. I, for, we, we will still be talking about this three months. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Because it's a funny fucking meme. Like, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, you've seen the videos, correct? I sent those to you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, so I, we, we've both seen Ellison's penis. We can comment about its shape and girth. Um, pretty cool that we, we can say that. I never thought I would be able to say that. Um, I like yeah. the line, weak shit from a hard-ass thrasher. 
It's like he's like throwing shade, but also respect at the same time. Yeah, it's like, yeah, fuck this, but you got to stand by your bro. <laughs> you got to stand by toxic bullshit because yeah. he's in your band because you work together. Dude, so I would say that most of the comments that I saw like on these articles, well, so not on these articles from like, sources that you and I would see, you know? Mm-hmm. But like yeah. from sources like Guitar World magazine and shit like that, <laughs> like the overwhelming majority of the comments are like, "Oh, can't believe he sold out Ellison." Like shit like that. I'm like, "What the fuck are you people on about? <laughs> like what the fuck? Like Dude, boomers, man. Boomer metal opinions, the worst. The worst. Mm. Like, mm. absolutely. Um, <laughs> ironically, ironically, one of the more sensible viewpoints that I have seen uh, you know, in, a, in a Facebook comment thread about this stuff um, is from a user <laughs> named MAGA Mama. Hell yeah, throw it on me, dog. Who said, again, quite sensibly... <laughs> Elliston should have stepped aside on his own for a while, elect to take care of his family, mental, and spiritual health. Mustaine had to step in and make the tough decision for him, which is what happened. Like, yeah, 100%. Homeboy should have immediately quit the band and been like, yeah, uh, this isn't good. I should fix mm. this. Yeah. I can't believe that a user named Maga Mama <laughs> is like the sensible one here. Uh, it's great. Sometimes you know, we live happens. in a society. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure he already had, like, the whole album recorded and everything, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, so the like, new album's about to come out. He probably kept his gig, mm-hmm. like, yeah, kept his shit on the album, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen after now. the tour. They like, might, whatever. yeah, they might re-record him. Who knows? Mm. I mean, it's not going to be hard for Megadeth to find a fucking bass player, though. It's like, <laughs> that no. shit ain't exactly no, hard to play. fucking, no. You know, get, that'd be a crazy, like, Cush gig, dude. Yeah, hell yeah, it probably pays real fucking good. And like, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, probably, probably a couple thousand a show, which is fucking great for any touring musician. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, good shit. Um, yeah. I like this comment here. Uh, two comments here. Uh, Ruben says, "Go home, Dave. You're sober." These the wrong. <laughs> they use the the wrong instance shade. of "you're" there. Um, I know. Uh, Ronald DeWitt says Dave should change the band's name into Mega Stain, (laughs) which I like a lot. (laughs) I mean, it is like his band entirely and always has been. For sure. And it's like none of this matters. And it's like the people that that were getting all up in arms about like Ellison or like Dave like kicking out Ellison because Ellison was like an original member. It's like, dude, Mm -hmm. that shit doesn't matter at all. Like, what the fuck? Like, no. Dave wrote all those fucking songs, like, and it's like right. I don't know, it doesn't matter. I mean, Ellison has written some stuff with them, and he's been the longest like standing member, other than Mustaine. But yeah, like Mustaine has written like all of their hits himself, basically. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Like it's mm. definitely like his thing, you know. Yeah, it's his fucking band for sure. And like There's that, no the thing is, that. and I guess like I should clarify, like the reason I say that is because like. Megadeth will sound like Megadeth as long as Dave Mustaine is doing it. Exactly. Dave, like, like, yeah, you can like, replace, he has replaced every other member of that band and they've still sounded like Megadeth and could play as Megadeth. Yeah. But you couldn't replace him. And it's like, he's been so. at that for so long that like, I just, 
people having issue with that just seems so weird to me because it's Mm -hmm. like it has never mattered like having new people playing in megadeth has honestly only been good for megadeth you know it's like the most part except for no one's been as good as marty freeman uh, that's true i mean he did have like chris broderick playing with him for a while and that guy's super good dude he has fucking uh keiko lurairo playing with them now and like that dude is really good that dude is one of my favorite like metal guitar players like that dude absolutely shreds like it is ridiculous and it's like I don't know. I it just doesn't matter who fucking plays in Megadeth other than Dave Mustaine. So true. Um, it's just pretty funny. Uh, some some just catastrophically bad takes there, um, and you you hate to see it. Um, this comment would. Uh, speaking of bad takes, let's uh, let's talk about this one. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say full names now. I don't even give. I don't even care. Um, okay. User Richard Blackmore says. Junior, and when he says Junior, he's referring to Dave Ellison. Uh, junior deserved better. Who hasn't ever been horny and done something stupid? I understand that his wife tells him to fuck off and very likely will. But Dave, wasn't he his best friend? These guys used to smoke crystal and crack together, and now Mustaine ditch him to avoid controversies. I mean, what about all the shit he got preached when he kept... Ca- he got kicked out of Metallica. Fucking hypocrite. Honestly, Megadeth died today to me. I will listen to anything played or produced by Junior before anything released by Mustaine. Fucking dick. <laughs> wow. Uh, when you say Rich Richard Blackmore, is this Richie Blackmore? Of, uh, <laughs> was it Deep Purple? Yeah, yeah. It, it is, actually. <laughs> like, actually, actually? No. Oh, because, like, he's probably on Facebook. He might, I don't know what group this is in or what. He might actually chime in. It is shit like definitely this. not Richie Blackmore okay. from, from Rainbow and Deep Purple. Um, That'd be cool, though, if it was. It right? really would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a fucking legend is like, I'm going to weigh in on this and make myself seem bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking dumb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the funniest shit about this, though, is like, so that that one that I just read, like that is, I would say like par, like that is what most of these comments are. It's just like shit like that that just feels like it comes from a place of like such misunderstanding. Like it's like there's not any part of that that is like realistic or comes from like reality. Because it's like think about it like this, man. If I was in a band, and like a band is a business that is based around your public image right and if one Mm -hmm. member of that band gets accused of some kind of weird shit i'd be like yo dude you got to leave the band like that we can't have that kind of shit associated with this business right like of course you kick the guy out of the band who sends jerk off vids to 19 year olds like that's what you do like why would you not talking to her since she was like 17 so that is i don't know if that's true or not like so that okay. has been that that is something that has been claimed yeah so it has been claimed yeah. that like he was talking to her from since she was 17 <clears throat> uh, i don't know if that's true or not though and i, I don't know if that's been confirmed um uh, i mean i think like either way like sending jerk off videos to 19 year olds is a little suspect at the very least but yeah like, like i i wouldn't do that and i'm in my mid-30s and he's like what 57 57 okay so yeah, that that could be his fucking granddaughter. Yeah, that's how old she is. Which yeah, 
Like, I don't think you should really ever fuck someone even old enough to be your daughter until you get to a certain age. Like, yeah. And if fucking someone old enough to be your granddaughter is like, ooh. That's, it's, it's kind of gross. Like, it's just, it's weird. It's like, you know, I don't know. Not a fan, but here's the thing. Like, that, that gigantic, like, age difference is kind of the part of why this is so weird. It's a big yeah. part of that, you know? And, like, so... I mean, it's just like, I don't see a world in which it doesn't make sense to fire the guy that's doing that shit, right? Like, yeah. you know, this Especially is what you do to preserve like, your image, preserve your band, preserve yeah. what your fucking income. Like, you, get, right. you, do, you avoid controversies. Like, of course you do. Yeah. Especially if he doesn't have rights to any of the big songs. Which he does not. No, it's all, like, it's all Mustaine now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, like the trademarks or anything like that. Like, Mustaine owns like the band, basically. Even though Ellison has been there for all but I think one album. Yeah. So like what I think years. happened, I, I think that when Ellison first left the band, I think he gave up his rights to stuff, and so I think oh, it, I think Mustaine owns all that shit now. Wow, I mean, he still well, gets royalties and shit, but like I don't, well, I just sure. don't think he owns well, any of it. Bummer. Yeah. But um, mm. yeah, just <clears throat> wild shit, wild shit. Uh, I I got to see. I got to see Dave Ellison jerk off. I got to watch that. We we got to watch Dave Ellison jerk off Spencer. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we as did. friends on Twitter, of all oh, places. Yeah. That's that's Pretty where good. you go to watch Dave Ellison masturbate. Yeah. Um. So to round out that section, um, Facebook user Emmett Simone says they told him to beat it. <laughs> okay that that wins the comment yeah no, no, that's there, the, the best one for that's sure easily that's for sure. easily the best take on this whole thing um I, we're gonna do one more today and that is okay. gonna be a statement from the britain void oh what do you what do you got for me august 9th 2019 at 9 46 p.m you texted me Let's start a goth band called That One Lab Tech from NCIS, and it'll be the most Googled goth band fucking ever. <laughs> that, that, that's a pretty good idea. Statements from the Bucket Boy. why don't you go first? Bro, what do you got to recommend me? Um, so recently, uh, me and my brother, um, discovered a filmmaker. We, we had actually like discovered him quite a long time ago, but we didn't really get into a bulk of his work until recently. Mm -hmm. Um, I collect like really bad films, which I think we might've talked about on the, uh, podcast before, but, um. They say bad films are the new good films. That sounds right. Yeah. That's not, I, I, I think that's correct. At least that sounds right to me. Um, so there's this director who we've, we watched a, a movie by them, a guy named Dale Stelly. He made this movie called JC in the hood a couple years ago that has been on both of our bottom 10 movies <laughs> ever made list for quite a while. Cause it is like, we have both top bad movie lists and bottom bad movie lists. Yeah. Like, Cause yeah. There are great bad movies like Miami Connection. Oh yeah, fucking rocks. Yeah, um, and it's bad, but it's like so goddamn entertaining. Totally. But the bad bad movie list is for stuff that's like 
unwatchable. Like nothing bad. but trouble. Yeah, like nothing but trouble belongs on there for you probably. 100%, um, yeah. Like, but JC on the hood is on mine. Basically, like, it's about Jesus going to the hood. Yes. And, like, uh, the the film plays twice because it shows, like, what happens and then what happens when Jesus comes. But the thing is, everything they show leading up to when Jesus comes, they just play over again. So there's, like... 10 minutes of setup for each scene that they just literally replay for the second half of the film. And it's, it's maddening. It's like so <laughs> difficult to watch and you just hate it. <laughs> that sounds but, awful. Yeah. Yeah. Speak- but he, he made some other films uh, that, that we watched recently. Um, the one that I would recommend, the one I'm recommending is uh, called sweet potato pie. And the only way I can describe it is it is touted as the black American pie. Oh, yeah. That's how they tried to sell it. But they have things like a strip club in somebody's house. Yeah. At like 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. There's like things that do not make sense. The, the film is so incredibly incompetently done and on <laughs> such a low budget that nothing makes sense. And it's incredible, and I I could not recommend it highly enough. Oh, that's fantastic! I I love to hear that. Um, does yeah. it hold up as the Black American Pie? It's it's even better. Like I will not go back and watch American Pie, even if someone's like, "Hey, we should watch that." That'd be funny to watch that. Um, but if someone was like, "Hey, I want to watch." We we should watch Sweet Potato Pie. I uh, please. I I want should, to watch. We should it. watch that. We yeah. should watch that sometime. I'm into it. it. Fucking rocks. It sounds so good. It's so goddamn good. It makes me happy. Hell There's yeah. no Blink 182 in it though, which is a oh, little disappointing. That is disappointing. We we always want to see Blink 182. I'm sure they have like a SoundCloud rapper in there somewhere. <laughs> nice, nice. That's like is that second. the is that the like modern equivalent of a Blink 182? Um, I think so. Okay. I think it is. That tracks. That makes yeah. sense. What do you got to recommend, Spencer Hodge? Oh, you know, that's a that's a great question. Um, so I recommend, you know, if you have the ability to do it, just like calling out of work. <laughs> it's a thing I've been yeah. doing and it's Dude, great. If you, if you have sick days yeah. and you like never get sick. Just use your sick days. Just say you're sick. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's your Just time. Don't 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 go making shit up. Yeah, like that's dumb. Yeah, yeah, totally. Just just call your manager and say, "Hey, I'm sorry, I got a call out sick today," and just give him as much notice as you can. Be like, maybe the night before is even better. Yeah, uh, if you can like leave a message or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. you know, just fucking. They have sick time there, so you can use it. If yeah. you're not trying to, like, you know, really... And even that, like, no one takes notice if you're fucking, like, always there or whatever. That's dumb bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's like, if you have that time and you're just not feeling it, don't go. Yeah. Like... Call... Yeah. Call it's out, it's uh, like literally your time. And, like, you know, I was not feeling super great for a few days because of my second COVID shot. I was feeling mm-hmm. just kind of out of it. So I like, took a couple or took a few days off and uh, it was great. It helped me feel a lot better. And one of the days, 
um, which is what I would recommend doing, is I just made sushi. I made like a ton of sushi, mm. and then I just like I made them. I made the rolls right, and then I just like yeah. put them in like uh, plastic wrap and just put them in my fridge. And then every oh. time I wanted sushi, I would pull out a couple rolls and like chop them up and then eat them, and it was just amazing. So, so can I make you two big recommendations based Please. on that? Yeah. For, first one for storing sushi, uh, you gotta you gotta use uh, wet paper towels. Okay. And and like cover the sushi up entirely in a wet paper towel. Put it in like a, a airtight container, and it'll last for like a week and a half. That's and a the long rice time. Rice will still be moist. It's nuts. Yeah. Like, okay. It's, I mean, it's not. I mean, great I would after never. I would never leave it for that long. Though. Right. Like, right. I, but but it will still actually like be decent sushi like four or five days after that, which sushi rarely lasts that long. That's even true. If you yeah. Wrap yeah. It I usually long. make it and eat it within like a day or two. Yeah, but uh, but I whenever I like meal prep and do it for like four or five days, I can do that, and that Tight. works pretty well. Yeah. Second, even bigger recommendation is a fucking sushi bazooka. Tell me more. <laughs> oh, tell I will I will show you the su- su- sushi bazooka because it's uh it, yes yeah, I I'm already so. sold, but I want to know. <laughs> Lay it on me. So sushi bazooka. Here here's what it is. Uh, check this thing out. So basically, oh shit! I see. It's like I see what this is. Yeah, you. It's it's two sides, and yeah, you you um, it's how you make like grocery store si- style sushi with like the rice on the outside and shit, and it oh, rules. Yeah. Okay. It makes making sushi like way easier. It makes it so your roll is always a consistent size. But it's it's already super easy, and my rolls are already a consistent size. It's even better. Trust me. Like it, it's it's so good. It's so good, okay. dude. All right, all right. Highly recommendo. I love that shit. I mean, it, that that does look interesting. Yeah, I, I could see how that could. I, I'm struggling to see how that would improve my method of making sushi, but. I, I understand, like, the consistency's sake is pretty sick. That's that's pretty rad. Cool. That's neat, though. Yeah, I'll look into that. Mm-hmm. I'll look into that. Hell yeah. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, no. call out of work and make yourself some sushi with a bazooka or without. Just do yeah. it. It's great. You'll, you'll love it. And also, making sushi is super easy. Like, it's a little time-consuming in, in terms of, like, prep it sometimes. Is. Because yeah. you have to like prep a lot of stuff and then combine it all together, and mm-hmm. like there, there's I don't know, there is a bit of a process there. But I would say like in about an hour, I can make a bunch of sushi, like oh, so yeah. much. Like I, I could make like if you were buying the sushi at a sushi restaurant, I could make easily like sixty dollars worth of sushi in an hour, um, oh, yeah. which is amazing. So you should do that. It's rad. You should. Sick. Sick. Sick, dude. All right. So let's wrap this thing up and uh, go out on a bucket joke. Yeah, maybe a bucket joke or a whole list that I made today. Amazing. Uh, this is this is becoming the the part I look forward to the most about this podcast because I'm running out of bucket facts. And today <laughs> I uh, I was like, shit, I don't have any good ideas for jokes. But then I drink some caffeine and got real high, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh shit. I got tons of ideas for jokes. I'm going to smoke marijuana while you tell me these jokes. That's totally cool. Ha 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 ha
fucking joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Freddy. Freddy who? Freddy for all these great bucket jokes. <laughs> no. Well, I'm going to do them anyway. Yeah. Why is Buckethead so good at eating pussy? I don't know. Because he has so many great licks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. What did Buckethead... I don't know why. I just laugh every time I read Les Claypool. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. Every time you have to talk about Les Claypool. Yeah. You can't well, do it. Um. Oh, what did Buckethead say to Les Claypool after the Flying Frog Brigade had been around for a year? I don't know. Hoppy anniversary. Nice. Pretty good. What did the lead singer of Guns N' Roses do after he fell down? I don't know. Well, Axl Rose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw what you did there. What uh, does Axl Rose's guitarist want done with his body after he dies? <laughs> What's that? He wants to be cremated and have his slashes spread. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's uh, Guns N' Roses bassist's favorite Star Wars character? <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Duff Vader. No. <laughs> no. No! <laughs> <laughs> What's tall, skinny, and has a trunk? I, I, I tell me. Buckethead going on vacation. Uh... uh, uh. <laughs> Why did Les Claypool think he was a good golfer after he killed a couple of his child slaves? I, I don't know. Well, because he put a hole in one. Oh, no. Knock, knock. Who's there? Gus. G Gus who? Gus how many child slaves <laughs> Les Claypool has left. Oh, no. What do base and child slaves have in common? I don't know. Les Claypool loves to slap them both. No! 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 <laughs> that doesn't... Okay, I actually can't do this one because it doesn't make any sense to have anything about it. What? You can't tease me like that! <laughs> so... I'll I'll read you the joke and Please. then why it doesn't make any sense. Oh, I, yeah, okay. Uh, why was Liz Claypool arrested on bestiality? <laughs> why? Because he asked his dog how it wanted to be fucked, and the dog said, rough. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh, I get a cat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which, I like that it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's true. Knock, knock. Who's there? Olive, olive. Olive, olive who? Olive, all of these amazing Les Claypool <laughs> jokes, don't you? 
That was the worst joke I've ever heard. That takes the cake. Did you hear Buckethead's bassist is rewriting an Alexander Dumas novel to be a memoir about his life? No, I did not. He's calling it the Dan of Monte Cristo. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) I like that. I'm going to close it out with this last joke here. Um, What's old and white and blue all over? (laughs) Oh, no. George Thorogood, baby. Ha, 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 joke. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, those, I'm, I'm really enjoying making jokes about Lewis Claypool having uh, child slaves. Yeah. That's kind of my new my new look for the summer. That's great. That's my summer lookbook. Lewis Claypool has child slaves. <laughs> you should make a shirt that says that. <laughs> let's create a, a, I actually should. Let's create an Instagram and just it's like pictures of you in various places wearing that shirt like and like pointing to it. And you're like, find out the truth, Lincoln bio. <laughs> it just has like him wearing his Willy Wonka hat, and that's it. It's just like a it's like a loop of him like playing bass like a weirdo. Like that's it. Uh, on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Wanna wrap this bad boy up? Yeah, yeah. Can you share the script with me? (laughs) Uh, Okay, yes. This has been Britt. This has been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Wait, 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 (laughs) wait. I think you're Spencer, right? Actually, yes. Okay, let's try this again. Okay. This has been Britain. And this has been Spencer. You've been listening... Shit. That's my You're line. You're still Spencer, aren't you? I'm still Spencer. Ah, I, okay, I'm sorry. That's still confusing me. I thought I was Spencer. <laughs> it's okay. Let's try this again. <laughs> this has been Britain. And this has been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Stay greasy, bucket heads. Namaste. Namaste.